You are listening to The Partner Podcast, relevant information to enhance the careers and improve the lives of partner-level attorneys. Produced by The Attorney Search Group, we grow law firms and accelerate attorney careers. Visit us on the web at attorneysearchgroup.com. Hey, this is Scott Love, and I wanted to bring some content to you that's unique to the crisis that we're facing right now. You're at home, you're working. How do you get things done? Specifically, how do you continue to mentor your younger colleagues in their careers virtually? Dr. Smith, David Smith, is a previous guest on our show where before we talked about some of the gender issues today, he's going to share some ideas, some tactical ideas that will help you to continue to mentor your colleagues from a distance. David Smith, PhD, he's the co-author of Athena Rising, How and Why Men Should Mentor Women, and he's an associate professor of sociology in the National Security Affairs Department at the U.S. Naval War College. He's a former Navy pilot, he's a Naval Academy grad, and he's a professional speaker and consultant to organizations on issues related to the workplace. And today, he's going to bring some significant ideas that can help you to still be effective working virtually with your colleagues in terms of mentorship. I've got with me on the show today, again, David Smith, and David is talking about mentoring in the era of social distance. David, thanks for joining me again. Thanks for having me, Scott. It's great to be here with you. Right. And most of the shows that we do, we don't really address any sort of issues related to the day. We want them to be evergreen. However, I just decided to push out some content related to the current crisis. And as we know, it's changed. I think people, as of early April, are kind of figuring out what that change is going to be. People don't like uncertainty. They're okay with bad news. As long as they know it's certainly bad news, <laughs> then that's easier to deal with than not knowing what the news is going to be. And it's a new change, as we all realize, the social distance, people working from home, law firms still have to mentor their associates. So tell me, what are you thinking that these firms should be focusing on? Why should they be focusing on mentoring when all the other issues, such as health, business, and financial issues today are there? Why should firms make mentoring a priority still? That's a great question, and, and we're feeling this quite a bit right now, in particular in this really challenging times, as you mentioned, of uncertainty, I think, is the, the key phrase there, and, and we're all feeling it, I think. And then from a business perspective in particular, I think there's uncertainty where we are today, but more importantly, it's about the future, you know, so we're going to come out of this on the other end, and where are we going to be? You know, where do we want to be? Where do we need to be? And in part of this, I think we can begin to solve by maintaining some continuity when it comes to things like mentoring relationships. And if we think about this, there's, there's kind of three big areas here that I think are the benefits of why we ought to be focusing on it okay. right now. First, foremost, is, is all about the firm and the organization and the health and longevity of the organization. And we mm -hmm. know through research that you know, when mentors are actively engaged with their mentees in there and they're continuing and committed to these mentoring relationships, 
we find that there's, again, more connection, more emotional bonds to the organization, organizational commitment. The mentees report more job satisfaction, right? And, and they just perceive that they're a part of the organization and the organization is supporting them because the mentor is representing the organization in this case. And so, again, if you think about your high potential talent out there, the people that you want to make sure that you don't lose in these mm-hmm. uncertain times, uh, you want to keep those relationships going. You know, and, and second is, is, again, focus on the mentee themselves. Again, these are people that we've invested time and energy and resources in, and we hopefully will make them kind of this is part of our, our post-pandemic succession planning, mm-hmm. that they're going to be the ones who are, are going to come out on the other end and, and be taking the lead and the reins of our organizations out there. So we want to continue to foster that interaction, that growth, the personal and professional growth. And, you know, in these uncertain times, uh, connection helps to, to do that. It, it lowers anxiety. Um, they may be, because they're isolated a little bit, be, begin to come back with these imposter feelings about how I don't, maybe I don't really fit or belong. And again, mentors are helpful in overcoming that and providing that vision and that where does that career go in the organization. Right. And then the last part of this, I think this is really important, is that remember that you know, as mentors and as leaders of our organizations that we have to role model this loyalty and commitment to our to our mentees in, in terms of the relationship that also builds on the organization. If you think about it right, about putting um, our people first, we're role modeling it even though we may not see the outcome of it, but we have to believe that it's there, right? That we're going to see the loyalty and the commitment right. and uh, this is a great place to do it. So let me ask you this, and you and I both went to the same school, the Naval Academy, which if, if anybody listening doesn't know what that is, it's an environment of four years of structured adversity, where you learn how to roll with the punches, how to be resilient. So you and I grew up at a young age learning how to take adversity and, and in fact, find ways to leverage it as a resource. A lot of people might not know that. They might not have looked at it through that lens. But do you think that there are unique opportunities right now where there could be some surprising benefits that firms could really double down on in terms of creating and fostering those feelings of loyalty uh, through mentorship. Do you think that this could be a unique opportunity for law firms right now? Absolutely. When you think about the, you know, the extremist situation or the crisis that we're in right now, when people are needing all kinds of support, and if, again, mentors representing you know, senior leadership within the organization often they are the ones, you know, they're, they're representing the organization. They're building that commitment and that loyalty and showing that support um, that can pay off for years on down the road, right? And it's not just the commitment and the support. I think it's also role modeling. Again, many of our younger mentees out there haven't been through some of these challenging experiences, much like you, you mentioned, you know, the people going through the Naval Academy count on the senior people who've been through these things before to learn from them. Right. So what was it like back in... 2007, 2008, in the the last financial crisis that we went through? What was it like, you know, in 9-11? And again, Mm -hmm. with young people, we forget sometimes that maybe they don't remember that or they don't have the same experience that we went through. That's right. You're absolutely right. I think just reaching out and helping them and telling them it's going to be okay. This is what I did. This is what I can help you with. So think of the people listening to this. These are partners in big law firms that have associates, usually it might be one, two, three associates, maybe they're a law firm leader leading a large firm, uh, whatever their role is, what are some action steps they can take right now in terms of mentoring when they can't physically meet with their mentees? Yeah, the first thing there, I think, is make sure that 
you know, once, once everybody's kind of caught their breath of this new normal right now is to reach out and remember that it, it may be more challenging for our junior people, the mentees often to, to come to their mentors. But as mentors, we, it's, this is a great time to reach out through email, phone, text, whatever the, the medium is that, that you typically have used maybe with your mentee and, and show them one that, that, Hey, I'm here. Um, how's it going? I know we're going through a lot right now. I just wanted to check in, see how things are going with you. If you, if there's anything we, we can talk about or you would like to talk, I'll make the offer, right, to connect and see where where that is. At some point in there, there's going to need to be kind of a pickup. Where were we with from a career development perspective? And mm-hmm. thinking about okay, so this is maybe the new normal for who, who knows how long. How are we going to continue to progress as we move down down the road here? We're trying to achieve the personal professional goals of the mentee, but also you know again looking at the organization. How are we going to set these people up for succession planning and, and opportunities like that? So I think the first thing is we just have to reach out and and begin mm-hmm. to to show the hey we're here. Get the lines of communication back open again. And do you think that when they mentor them, should it be structured like, hey, okay, we're going to have our mentoring session. Let's schedule that and we're going to do some mentoring. Or should it be something that they kind of intersperse into their regular communication or maybe a combination of that? It's going to depend, right, on, on every each person's situation. And it may even depend on the mentor's situation too, of what they're dealing with. And, but I think this is a time when, again, career the career functions that we think about typically when it comes to a mentoring relationship are important and, and we need to be doing those. But this is a great opportunity to build on more of the kind of, we would call the psychosocial functions, right? The mm-hmm. emotional support, mm-hmm. the uh, affirmation and acceptance and reassurance of, of what's going on here. Because again, people are going through some really challenging times. Uh, they may be facing some very challenging personal situations, health-related, family-related. They may be concerned about their just their their own future within the firm. Uh, job right. certainty is right. certain, certainly something we're all dealing with right now. And I think as a mentor right now, we, we have to start by just, we can start by listening, right? Asking and listening and, and validating uh, the struggles and the challenges that our mentees may be going through here. Don't have to necessarily fix anything for them. Um, we want to make sure that we're giving them good strategies and skills that are about coping and mastery, right? It's okay to, to, again, share experiences. I think that's valuable of, of how you might have handled something in the past, and that's great. But I think just telling them that, uh, oh, well, you'll get, you'll get over it or you'll get through this is, is not necessarily the most helpful thing that, that might be reassuring in some sense, but, uh, but giving right. them coping strategies would be helpful here. Yeah. Come on, toughen up, kid. Get a haircut and stay off my lawn. <laughs> that doesn't work, right? <laughs> So let's say there's a partner that maybe he or she hasn't been active in terms of reaching out to their younger colleagues. They haven't done much with this, but this is a chance. And they're listening to this and they're wondering just how do I get started? This person's been working with me for a year. I just haven't done any of this. Or let's say it's a mentee. They just haven't heard from their mentor in a while. Should they reach out and what would be some recommendations when they do so? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I can tell you that, you know, from just personally, I've, I've done this with a couple of, of my own that I haven't heard from in, in, in a while, just because of, uh, again, career situations and, and 
moving around and things like that. But it was like, wow, this is a great time to, to reach out and just to check in and see what's going on. And I can't, it's amazing how appreciative people are right now for just checking in and, and reaching out to, to do some of that. And, and this is, like you said, I think it's an opportunity for mentees if they haven't heard from their mentor and they typically do on a regular basis, maybe to check in with them and see how things are going. And again, this this really helps to validate the the model around the idea that great mentoring relationships and the most successful ones, the best outcomes, are ones that are what we would call more reciprocal or mutual in nature. It's more right. of a give and take. And again, a lot of the research that we've we've done shows that again, mentors learn as much or more in a mentoring relationship than as their mentees do. And again, this is an opportunity to to build on that reciprocity. And I think. Mentors have to show a little vulnerability too here too, a little authenticity. Right. And I think uh, there's some there's some really funny ones. I, I know I've had recently. You know, we're all kind of teleworking in, in one small space now, and we've got family on top of each other and dogs all over the place. And you know, sometimes those things happen, and the dog jumps on your lap, or the, the kids are banging on the door, and it's okay. You know, again, right. I think that shows that vulnerability and that authenticity at a time when we can all use maybe a little laugh too. Yeah, that's true. So I think that's that's very good advice. Let's just say that a mentor is trying to be as efficient as possible in this because partners, they're billing time. They've got limited resources in terms of time. It's a finite amount in a day, but they do want to do the mentoring. They know that it's important. They know that the firm can't continue to grow if they, can, if they can't keep associates happy because they can't attract partners if they don't have a good associate pool and the story continues. So if they want to be efficient about this, what's the best use of a mentor's time? And even what's the best use of a mentee's time? And what should they be focused on right now? I think right now, some of the the benefits of of this teleworking environment, this virtual environment that we're all working in, in in terms of social distance, this is a chance to, to do some of the the connecting, right? The advocating for your mentee. And so picking up on, on where they were with the career development and thinking about, all right, so what's next for my mentee? What are some of the connections you can be making? And these are, these are quick emails that mm-hmm. can be sent and, and, and build the, start building the connection, building them into their, the networks, using your social capital to open some doors. Right. In this world of where we're going from Zoom meeting to Zoom meeting to Zoom meeting, mm-hmm. uh, thinking of, just taking a second to think about who's, again, who's in the room, who's in that meeting, and who should be in that meeting. And hey, how many of my mentees, is, there, is it an opportunity for them to attend that meeting if I invite them or I get them invited into that meeting? When is there really vital information that's being shared electronically, again, that you may have access to and are able to share with your mentee by either forwarding or copying them on important emails? I see. So there's lots of great ways to do this connecting and, and kind of the, the opening your own social capital up to your mentee in a way that's pushing them forward, right? And, and moving them on to the next step in their careers. So I think kind of taking what you mentioned, when a partner looks at his or her day and the amount of work they have to get done, they've got the client matters they have to resolve. They've got to focus on that. They've got to focus on firm administration work, but they also have to keep this top of mind. I need to be aware of touching and reaching out to my colleagues with whom I'm mentoring. I need to send them, here's an article on career management. Here's one on managing stress. Here's one on, on such and such, even just sending them resources along the way. But I think those are great ideas, David. I think that 
what I've learned is that relationships are built on frequency of contact. The more contact you have with people, the more frequent they're going to feel like they have loyalty. And it's interesting, throughout this whole podcast, uh, you and I have talked about the emotional context of work. And there's nothing that's non-emotional about this. And I think that emotional context is magnified right now. And this is a time where if there's any gap that a law firm has in terms of its leadership because of the stresses associated with this crisis, those gaps are going to expand. And a way that a firm can sure that gap is make sure their partners know how to mentor. So are there any other ideas that you have related to the virtual or the online environment? You mentioned that the best mentoring relationships are reciprocal and mutual. How can they do that besides what you've already mentioned in this virtual or online environment if they're not able to meet with them physically? It, it really gets back to uh, the sharing component here. And, and I think that that's, that's important that um, we can do that through two ways. One is, obviously, we talked about the experiences piece. And so if you've, you've been through other experiences, right, that are relatable in this case and sharing those, um, again, it shows these coping skills. It shows the ability of how to strategies on how to challenge, how to think about this in a different context for the uh, the mentee and that, hey, it also validates the, the challenges and the stress maybe they're feeling right now. The other one is I think it, you have to back and forth, give each other a little bit of leeway, a little room to, hey, it, it's okay. You're feeling this stress here. We're kind of, in, in some ways, we're, it's, it's really a paradox of we're being in this world of information overload, right? Because it's just getting bombarded now through all sorts of electronic digital means. But at the same time, we're isolated in so many ways. And so it's causing some really unique stress and and to be able to talk about how that's affecting you and how it's affecting your mentee. And and I think the other one that I've seen as well with a lot of some more of the kind of the Gen Z and millennials out there who are working with uh, maybe some older uh, generation mentors is the, the ability to kind of share technical skills and tech and working with technology in a variety of different ways and and how to innovate and adapt and to hey here's a different way we could think about doing this right now in this world and and i think it it also opens up the doors for how do we do business once we come out on the other side of this again i think there's going to be a lot of creativity of understanding how we do work and how right. maybe we could be more efficient and effective in terms of what we're learning right and Mentoring relationships that are going on online are just another part of that. Right, that's true. So let's say a partner's listening to this and the partner says, I'm not a marriage counselor, I'm not a therapist, uh, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not an executive coach, I'm a litigator, you know, I sue people for a living. And the awkwardness of the touchy-feely conversations, you know, that might not be something that's top of mind for them all day, but they still have to know that their associates have to have that emotional context that's related to the positive feelings of work. And, and this is something, sometimes I'll speak on leadership where I talk about there's this invisible range of followership. And I noticed this in the Navy back when you were on active duty and I was on a ship. What, what did you do? You were aviation, right? Right. So my sailors are a little bit saltier and tougher than yours in, in the, uh, <laughs> on the ship. And I noticed, that there, I noticed that there was this sliding scale that they would do the work and they would do the minimum on a one to 10, 10 would be the minimum effort, 10 would be the maximum effort. And for some officers, they would, they would hit at it with a stick. They would do the minimum 
uh, but others, they would do it with the 10. And it was based on how they felt about that officer that was the division officer of the department head. And I noticed that. I said, That's, there's an emotional context to this. These sailors probably have never shed a tear once in their entire life, <laughs> but, but there's an emotional context to the work that they're doing. And I believe it's the exact same way in the legal world is that associates that get a call from a headhunter they're going to say, I love it here. And there's always an emotional context with that. So, so what advice would you give to that partner that knows, I've got to mentor my colleagues, but these are the concerns they have. Job security, upcoming promotions, health and family. I don't feel I'm equipped to talk about those things. What, what would you want that person to know and some other final ideas in their role as a mentor in, in addressing those concerns? So I think you hit on it right there earlier about the relationships, right, with the sailors in particular is you got to show people you care. You have right. to show them you care. And how do we do that, right? We, we connect with people. And I may not be able to solve necessarily uh, when somebody has is having a really distressing uh, issue or emotional, they need some emotional support, but I can listen. I can be there for them. I can empathize with them. I can validate what they're going through. That, that wow, that is really that sounds really hard, and and understand that by just being there for them. Now, the flip side of that is when you see something that that kind of comes up on your radar is maybe that's that needs some professional support or some professional help. Again, that's where you can either one suggest. Or, or offer to make connections. And again, I think this is one of the things that great mentors uh, do right. is that we don't, we're not necessarily equipped to handle every situation. We're not equipped to handle every sort of career question or every sort of emotional support issue that comes up in a, in a mentoring relationship. And nobody expects you to be able to do that. I do be ask you that when you do recognize it though, that, and you're not equipped to handle it, is that you, again, you do the connecting, right? You, you do the warm handoff to somebody that can help. Hey, you know, that's not my expertise, but here's somebody who is, let me make that connection for you. Right, right. And, and you, and again, using your social capital, using that understanding, your experience, and, and to be able to do that. You don't have to be a, a professional counselor for, again, a mentee when it gets to a point where you feel like it's getting outside of your, not just your comfort zone, but more about around your, your ability to, to help your mentee in that case, because you could actually do more damage in some cases. Sure. Well, David, I want to thank you for coming on the show again and giving this input and this advice to those people that listen to the podcast. We'll put all of your contact information on the show notes if anybody wants to reach out to you. But I wanted to ask you to talk about the books that you've written. I think you've written a few of them. Uh, what are they about? Because I think the people that hear your wisdom would probably want to know more about what you know. Uh, tell us about the books that you've written and how people can get those. Yeah, thanks, Scott. And our first book, Athena Rising, How and Why Men Should Mentor Women, my co-author Brad Johnson and I wrote, published in, in 2016. It's uh, available through Harvard Business Review Press. And again, this focuses on cross-gender or mentoring across gender. We think about the gendered aspects of, of mentoring out there and really kind of a how-to manual if you think about it for guys who are trying to be more inclusive in their mentoring uh, techniques out there. The, the second book, which is going to be published in October, again, through Harvard Business Review Press, is called Good Guys, How Men Can Be Better Allies in the 
for women in the workplace. And, and again, this focuses on how we as men, uh, we, can, we can engage in gender diversity and, and gender equity initiatives and just make it uh, the workplace a better place for all of us to show up and, and work. Absolutely. That's great, David. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate you personally and having you as a friend. And I'm sure we'll have you back on here again. And thanks so much again for sharing your wisdom with us today. Thanks for having me, Scott. And I hope, uh, again, all the listeners out there are staying safe and healthy as we get through this. Thank you very much, David. Thanks for joining me. And if you have ideas or recommendations for this podcast, please email me at scott at attorneysearchgroup.com. For more information about the Attorney Search Group and the services I offer as a sports agent for partners who want to find a better platform, visit me on the web at attorneysearchgroup.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.